This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, some 800 IT workers at the Agriculture Department vote to join a union. In Hawaii, a Coast Guard couple might be Russians with fake identities. And federal agencies achieve historic levels of success with small business contracting. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Trump administration officials dust off Schedule F and agency relocation plans in anticipation of a second term for the former president. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Former Trump administration officials speaking at the America First Policy Institute summit say they would, in a second term, resurrect the Schedule F executive order that would make tens of thousands of members of the federal workforce at-will employees. President Joe Biden repealed this executive order during his first week in office. Former President Donald Trump himself says poor-performing feds are too difficult to fire. Congress should pass historic reforms empowering the president to ensure that any bureaucrat who is corrupt, incompetent, or unnecessary for the job can be told, did you ever hear this? You're fired. Get out. You're fired. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Veterans Affairs Department had plans to reshape its infrastructure, but a new plan is coming into focus. Senate VA Committee Chairman John Tester has introduced the BUILD Act, which sets a 10-year vision for the agency to modernize its health care facilities. The bill would require a set schedule for disposing of or repurposing unused and vacant buildings. Tester and 11 other senators recently rejected plans to advance nominees to the Asset and Infrastructure Review Committee, which would do much of this work under the 2018 Mission Act. The Senate Armed Services Committee approves the nominations to lead two of the military's combatant commands. The committee voted favorably for Army Lieutenant General Brian Fenton to be the next chief of U.S. Special Operations Command. Also approved Marine Corps Lieutenant General Michael Langley as head of the U.S. Africa Command. Thrift Savings Plan participants see customer service wait times drop from two hours to 15 minutes. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board says it's making dramatic improvements after adding 500 more customer service representatives. Participants saw a range of issues after a TSP update on June 1st. T. Ramos, a director on the board, says he's hopeful about the timeline to return to normal. Optimistically, we're going to be to some degree of normalcy in mid-August. All of our numbers are coming close to normal. The board received nearly 1 million participant phone calls in June. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. A group of information technology employees at the Agriculture Department vote to unionize. About 800 IT workers picked the American Federation of Government Employees as their union representative, winning in a vote of about 70 percent. AFG says since the employees work remotely across the country and have limited contact with each other, they are especially prone to negative workplace practices. The union says it used phone banking, texting, and virtual meetings to create better connections among the workers. The Army is starting a new preparatory school in hopes of bringing in more recruits. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. 
As the job market remains tight, the Army's hurting for recruits. The service has already lowered its expected end strength for 2023 in response. Now the service is introducing a prep course for those unable to meet standards to get into basic training. The course will have two tracks, one to improve academics and the other to improve fitness. Recruits who are up to 6% body fat above the Army's standards can join the program. The Army says it plans to help recruits lose 1% to 2% body fat a month until they're ready for basic training. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Coast Guard's new commandant is a woman, and now women have more opportunities to serve on more vessels. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The Coast Guard has entered new waters in that for several months, the numbers of women serving aboard small cutters roughly equals the number aboard larger ships, longer than 210 feet. Officials say that's because only recently have recapitalizing dollars reached the smaller cutters. They mostly now have separate men's and women's berthing. Even 65-foot river tenders had their bulkheads redone to accommodate women. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. A new House bill would make what sponsors call major changes to how Veterans Affairs handles whistleblower retaliation complaints. It would strip VA of its authority to deal with complaints in-house and move them to the Office of Special Counsel. The bill is sponsored by the leadership of the Veterans Affairs Committee's Investigations Panel, Chairman Mike Pappas and Ranking Member Tracy Mann. The Pentagon's Contractor Cyber Assessment Program is scheduled to take an important step forward. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more. Teams of Pentagon officials and third-party assessors will begin evaluating contractor cybersecurity compliance on a voluntary basis starting August 22nd. That will mark the first time third-party assessment organizations are involved in grading contractor cybersecurity. The voluntary assessments serve as a warm-up of sorts for the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Program. Companies that get through a voluntary assessment will be able to use that when the Defense Department starts requiring CMMC in contracts. That could happen as early as next spring, but DOD still needs to go through a formal rulemaking first. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. In Hawaii, the State Department's Diplomatic Security Service arrests a longtime Coast Guard veteran and his wife, alleging they've been living under false identities for decades. Prosecutors claim Walter Primrose and Gwyn Morrison took on the identities of children who died in Texas decades ago. They say Primrose used that fake identity to join the Coast Guard in 1996 and eventually get a security clearance. Prosecutors say they've also discovered decades-old photos that show Primrose and his wife wearing KGB uniforms. Those pictures are part of a court filing that asks a federal court to hold the couple without bail but does not directly accuse them of spying activity. The charges were first reported by the Daily Beast. Agencies achieve historical levels of success with small business contracting. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Agencies crushed the government-wide goal of awarding at least 23% of all contracts to small businesses last year. The Small Business Administration says small companies received 27% of all contracts in 2021. Isabel Casilius guzman the SBA Administrator, says 21 agencies received an A or an A-plus on the Small Business Scorecard. And that's $154.2 billion in contract dollars going to small businesses across the country. $8 billion more in our economy than previous years, and that's a new record for the federal government. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The General Services Administration extends the due date for proposals for its Polaris Small Business Government-Wide Acquisition Contract. GSA gave small businesses 10 extra days to August 19th to submit their bids for this IT services GWAC. 
At the same time, NITAC received some good news about its impending CIO SP4 government-wide acquisition contract. The Government Accountability Office ruled in NITAC's favor on a bid protest by Precise Federal Consulting. GAO says it found the CIO SP4 solicitation was not ambiguous, as Precise argued. NITAC expects to award spots under CIO SP4 later this year. Small businesses vying for federal contracts now have two more options for demonstrating qualified past performance. A new Small Business Administration final rule lets companies show past performance from a joint venture or a first-tier subcontractor hired under a subcontracting plan. Under the first option, the small business can use past joint venture agreements or current ones as long as they describe the contracts they performed on and identify what responsibilities the small business carried out. Under the second option, the small business may request a rating from the prime contractor of its subcontractor's past performance. The prime contractor must provide a rating within 15 calendar days. With much of the country gripped in sweltering summer temperatures, agencies are pulling together a new online resource for dealing with extreme heat. The White House announced the launch of Heat.gov this week. It includes up-to-date heat forecasts from the National Weather Service, a new health and heat tracker maintained by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and heat planning and preparedness guides. The website is maintained by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The Department of Agriculture developed 13 new climate adaption plans for the agency's climate vulnerabilities, the plans are an update from the October 2021 strategy. The plans identify climate risks and prioritize actions to integrate climate adaption into current operations and future plans. The agency has released individual climate plans for six vulnerabilities, including farm production and conservation, rural development and marketing, and regulatory programs. Another one of the vulnerabilities, natural resources and environment, will address a reforestation backlog of 4 million acres of national forests and plant more than 1 billion trees over the next decade. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast, I'm Peter Masurlian. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.